grace and mercy. We come before the Lord. By before you, Lord. For in you we find all that we need. In you we find healing. We find salvation. Joy. Peace. Divine protection. Everything. Lord, be with us. Your word is bread indeed. We come to your table to eat. That we shall be nourished and strengthened. Spiritual health. To be able to overcome the temptations. That come to affect us. Help us, Lord. Teach us, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. We shall go to the word of God in the book of Revelation. Let us read from the book of Revelation chapter 2 verse 11. He that hath an ear let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. So we want to continue from where we left it last time. Uh, I don't know whether you remember where we left it. We are sharing about the Spirit. The Holy Spirit. You see the Bible said, let him hear what the Spirit says. And we learned it is the Spirit filled people. That will hear what the Spirit says. And we also saw it's the elect. And we also saw that hearing is not with a physical ears. But with spiritual ears. And there is only one class of people who can uh, hear with those ears. The ones that Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. I tell you this world is full of people that are very zealous into their religion. They are very sincere. But sincerity does not save you. Catholic Church believes when you are sincere, that saves you. That does not save you. They also believe that if you intend not to do evil, if, if, you, uh, uh, if you intend to do good, but you fail and do evil, uh, God does not count it on you. No. He does. Yeah, not wanting to do it, but then you do it. You are guilty. And being sincere, you can be sincere 
but sincerely wrong. People are fighting for their religions. You hear the wars that are going on in the world today. Today, Syria, Syria, Russia's intervention was Russia uh, our armies are in, in Somalia, Gari Somalia fighting the extremists. Those extremists are sincere. They even commit their, their lives, they surrender their lives to die. But you cannot give your life to die. You know you, 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 you you, you, you release a bomb on yourself so that you die with the people that are around you. And you say that person is not sincere. He's sincere. And he believes there is reward. But he's sincerely wrong. They have promised him Immediately you die like that. You are in heaven. And immediately Allah gives you seven virgins. You start a wonderful life. So they know they are going to immediately die. They start a wonderful life. So they are sincere. But sincerely wrong. They can murder. They can kill themselves. They can kill others. And you know Catholics are not, no better. They believe if they die fighting for the mother church. Or they kill. But they are fighting for mother church. They are not they will not be judged for it. So people are sincere, but sincerely wrong. But blessed are ye that God has given you ears to hear. You hear the truth, and you follow the truth. It is a blessing. Blessed are they who can hear. And those who can hear, let them hear what the Spirit says. So we looked at what is the true baptism of the Holy Spirit. And uh, different people give it different meanings. Uh, we looked at how Pentecostals regard it to be speaking in tongues. We saw it's not that. We saw tongues is a gift of the Holy Spirit. But there is a difference between the gift and the giver. We saw all that. So I want to start here as we are studying on a topic that has already been taught. So we want to follow the footsteps or, or the track of the teacher. Yeah, so I want to start exactly where we left it. Yeah, it has always been that uh, the, that way that will be the very first word of direction to the people was on the Pentecost and said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the remission 
for the promise is unto you and to your children and all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. believe then you receive. These directions came as a direct answer from Peter relative to what had actually happened at Pentecost. What came to pass was that God, according to Joel, was pouring out the promised Holy Spirit upon our flesh. He was not poured out before that time or now on by repenting, being baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then God was duty bound to fill the ones uh, who came. Peter, or any of the apostles said, you must be born again. And then Filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, that you see, it's not the, the that um, never said. They never said. Yeah. So he's uh, correcting this error. Where people, like Pentecostals especially, they think you you build, you get born again and then you get the Holy Spirit. So, what is the problem there? They make the Holy Spirit a lesser important work. So to them, the new birth comes when you believe. As you believe they are receiving Jesus as your personal Savior, you are getting born again. So, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is only to give you power, to empower that newborn again to perform miracles or to get dick to get gifts. So you find that it's just a matter of getting a gift. Which is an error. Amen. Uh, but the birth of the Holy Spirit is what gives you the new birth. It changes you. Regenerates you transforms you from the creature you made to a new person. It's a new life. It's the life of God in you. It's eternal life. It is the resurrection power. It's what God will see and uh, and uh, and recognize that you are different from other people. It is a sign 
It is a token. Kabonero. Even when you leave here, uh, it is a sign that will be in you that you are redeemed. That you are Christ. Even that's what the gates of heaven will recognize and will open for you. Because they will be seeing alive in you that is a different life. Not just the human life, but in you there is a life of God. So they will recognize that life. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's what new birth is. It is so important. That is the pattern of experience relative to receiving the Holy Spirit. Not carefully the very next time that the Spirit fell upon a people. Acts 8, 5-17 Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things, those things yes, which Philip Spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with passes and that were lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. But there was a certain man called Simeon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out, giving out that himself was some great one to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest. This man is the great power of God. Now, uh, an understanding comes to me here. A revelation. Do you know why uh, do you know that people can get healed in a witch doctor's place? And do you know that the devil does not heal? The devil cannot heal. What is healing? Healing is uh, the restoration of life. And life comes from God. That's why you see a doctor can cut you. And then he sews it up. He stitches it up. Bringing the 
the two pieces in contact. What does it do to cause the body to come together? Nothing. But to inject you with antibiotics. What is the work of antibiotics? To keep the body from rotting. By Bacterias that would maybe cause the corruption of the corruption. So that if the, the place is, uh, 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 is uh, safe from those uh, uh, bacteria, the natural cells will do their natural part by repairing that place. But you cannot tell him, give me a drug that will bring the flesh together. There is no such a drug. And, you know, medical people, is that true? Huh? Do we have doctors? Do we have medical people here? Is there any medicine that can bring the flesh together? There is no. So what I'm saying is true. It is the flesh that by, gets itself together. The cells of the body are the ones that build again. It's like an anthill. If you break a piece from it, the ants will build it again. Even the cells of the body, where it's been cut, those cells build themselves again. But if they are bacteria, that are eating that place, those bacteria will fail the flesh to come back again. They inject a medicine in you that uh, fights those outside bacteria from coming to that place. And and then the, the cells of your body will build that place again where there was damage. Now, every healing, that's how it is. It's life coming back and building itself. So, the doctor doesn't heal. Now, if it's a supernatural healing, prayer, like prayer that has healed you, prayer, what prayer does like the doctor injects you and the bacteria die. Prayer yo egoba kubanga obuko because those bad uh, the bacterias they are evil spirits. Katumusawa wita bacteria. Now the doctor calls them bacterias. Naye Demons. But in spiritual language, they are called demons. Those bacteria, you see, which you can see even with a microscope, and you see this is a bacteria, bacteria are called This is this. This is that. Uh, uh, that what that microscope sees 
is the body of the bacteria. So is the body of the spirit. You are not that body. You, you. You are a, you are a spirit. If the spirit is called out of you, the body will remain there. But it is dead. Amen. Amen. So the way you can be killed, the house of that spirit can be broken. They can hit you with a block on the head. They can hit you with a hammer. They can cut off your head. Brutally, the body is broken. And the spirit lives. Because its house is dismantled, destroyed. You can remain whole. And the spirit is picked out. And the house remains. Isn't that true? Now, here is a bacteria. The bacteria also, it's called cancer. It's called TB. It's called whatever. It's called uh, the those bacteria that eat up the wounds. It has a body and a spirit. The spirit, demon, it's a demon. The body, is the body of that demon. That's what the doctor sees. The, the treatment that a doctor gives is to, is to break the body of that demon. And the spirit remains bodiless. And it goes away. Through prayer. The way God heals through prayer. Is to take out that spirit. Now, the Bible says you shall cast out demons in my name. Now, you hear the preacher saying. This cancer demon. I cast it away in the name of the Lord Jesus. This demon of HIV. Get out of him in the name of the Lord Jesus. The demon obeys that word. Because it knows the authority of the child of God. Now the demon leaves. When the demon leaves, its house has stayed there. Now that house dies. It rots. You find yourself. The sickness is no longer there. Now listen. A human being can be healed in a witch doctor's place. But can the devil cast out the devil? No. The Bible says. The kingdom, if it fights against the king, kingdom, it cannot remain. The devil cannot cast Sitani. away the devil. Mm. Now, if someone says that which doctor there heals, what heals? 
if it's not the devil. He, he belongs to the devil. He, he works, uh, it's the devil that works for him. What heals? Who kakande? Yes, kakande. Musajja wasitani. He belongs to the devil. Some of these preachers, vadu wasitani. Ababulizwa na wamu they are servants of the devil. And even the way they do their work, it's like sorcery or witchcraft. Some of them even sacrifice. They are servants of the devil. Even their works yes, and deeds. Jesus said, You will know them by, by their works. Devil. They are of the devil. Miracles. But they have miracles. The healing from that place has no difference from the healing at the witch doctor's place. Now, what heals at the witch doctor's place? What heals at the place of those people? Is there anyone who can tell me? Yes, thank you. It is faith. Faith has power to touch God. Faith is so independent that it can touch God and it comes to heaven. So, this person, he goes to the witch doctor thinking it is God is provided where. There is a supernatural power, a power that is beyond human. And that is the power of God. So, that through there, God will help him. And then as he goes there, the witch doctor may do his enchantments and things. And things, things he, may, he, may, he may call demons, but demons can't heal. But this person's faith will touch God and will be healed. Someone will go to Kakande or to some of those other false prophets. And as he goes there, for him, he believes God is here. And his faith will touch God. And God will heal him. Now, look at the book of Acts. Simon the sorcerer. People were referring to him as this is the great power of God. They are not saying the power of Satan. But was it the power of God? Whose power was it? But what did the people think? The people thought this is the great power of God. Because naturally, people are made to depend on God. So even when they don't know him, and they don't know how to approach him, they will try to feel after him in anything that looks powerful. And then their faith can touch God as they feel after him in their blindness. Simon Mulogo. 
Simon was a sorcerer. But they were saying the great power of God. The great power of God. But he's a sorcerer. That's how they get healed in places that belong to the devil. And yet it's God who has healed them. Because their faith makes them to seek God. And to him they had regard because that as because that of long time he had bewitched them with the sorceries. He used to bewitch them with the sorceries. But they were, call, they were calling him the great power of God. <laughs> but when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized. Both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with, with Philip. And wondered, Beholding the miracles and saints which were done. Now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that the Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was falling upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then said they they are, uh, so sorry. Then laid they their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. According to verse 12 they believed the word. They were then baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus. But according uh, to verse 16, in spite of all that, they had not still received the Holy Spirit. It was only after believing and being baptized correctly that they received the Holy Ghost. That is exact pattern as set forth by Peter in Acts 2, 38-39. How someone can read this and still remain believing and teaching that when you believe the message, that's when you receive the Holy Ghost. That is the receiving of the Holy Ghost. Believe the message is to receive the Holy Ghost. That's also so sorry. That's also so sorry. These ones believed the true gospel. They had the true gospel. They believed it. They were baptized. Now they sent to them from Jerusalem the question of the Holy Ghost so that it can also be settled. Meaning, after believing the true gospel, no baptizwa and you are baptized obutuf in the right way katao now osigaza your step you're remaining with a step obuli ready 
then you are ready or you prepared you are prepared to receive the holy ghost go to the next step and receive the holy ghost how do you take the next step pray believe remain on your knees get thirsty blessed are those who thirst and hunger after righteousness for they will be filled hallelujah mm. then you are ready to be filled with the Holy Ghost Katonda God is ready to enter you're ready to receive God in you hallelujah mm. That's where the Bible says when the demon looks at the house that it was in before and it's cleaned and swept very well but it's empty it comes back with more seven and the end of that man is worse than the beginning. Meaning after this house is swept very well and made clean the demons have left the house. What then left? That house has to be filled by God. Don't remain there all the time. You believed the true gospel. You were baptized in the right way. And you remain without being filled with the Holy Ghost. You have to be filled by God. Because the aim of the gospel and the intention of cleaning that house was that, that it should be filled by God. Another scripture that casts wondrous light on this is found in Galatians 3. 13 to 14. Curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. The blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That, it, that in order that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, by no means can it be said that the blessing of Abraham is the rebirth and the promise of the Spirit is the baptism with the Holy Ghost. Uh -huh. Is the baptism of the Holy Ghost as two separate events? The, the scripture says, Cast is everyone who is hanged on the tree. 
Abraham, that the promise of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we can receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The promise of the Spirit. The, uh, the blessings of Abraham. The promise of the Spirit. The blessings of Abraham. So that it can come upon the Gentiles. He became a curse. It was written that curse is everyone who hangs on the tree. Now, Jesus spared it for our sake. He became a curse. He has become a curse so that we can receive the blessing of Abraham so that we can receive the spirit. In the, uh, is, uh, he says Agamba. The, the promise of the spirit is the, is the baptism with the Holy Ghost. It is not as two separate events. For the scripture reads that Jesus died on the cross and by means of the, that death and resurrection the blessing of Abraham came on the gentle leaving the Jews. This transpired in order that the spirit might become available to the Gentiles. To understand what I have just said is to clear up what students have never even found Paul saying at any time. They've never come to understand what Paul why students have never ever found Paul be born again and then be spirit filled. They have inferred it uh, is there and they have put their own meanings to make it say it. But scripture does not say that. Jesus never said it either. Look at John 7 37. With understanding. In other words, do you understand where we are going? But if you ask, are you born again? Then another question comes. Are you spirit filled? The answer should be the same. You cannot be asked, are you born again? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm born again. Are you spirit? Did you receive the Holy Ghost? Oh, have you received the Holy Ghost? Uh, not yet. There it means there is confusion. There is a misunderstanding or a misteaching. 
You've under, not understood it. Now that is Pentecostal understanding. To them, there is being born again. And there is being filled with the Holy Spirit. To them, everyone that belongs to their faith, their is a born again. What faith are you? I'm a born again. What faith are you? I am born again. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Some may not be having it. Some may say, yes, I've spoken in tongues. Which is a complete confusion. But to be born again is to be spirit filled. And to be spirit filled is different from tongue filled or speaking tongues. Yeah. We have uh, uh, we have shown shown in the previous topic that there is a difference between the gift and the giver. Jesus never said it either. Look at John 7, 37 to 39. And read now with understanding. This is what he says. In the last day that great day of the feast. Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that drinketh on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this Speak he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because the Jesus was not yet glorified. Now, it says here distinctly and emphatically. That the believer upon drinking by coming unto Jesus in faith would have rivers of living waters pouring out of him. And it places this experience at Pentecost. Now, keeping this thought in mind, we read John 4, 11 and 14. It says, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto thee, Give me to drink. Thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. That whosoever drinketh, yeah, 
Then another quote, but whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall not thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be to him a well of water springing up into everlasting. This is this same living water is mentioned. But this time it is not called a river. It is called an artesian well. There is where the people make their mistakes. Because it is called a well and a river. They think that in order, they think that in one place it is eternal life given by the Spirit and in the next place where it is called a river uh, uh, implying a great dynamism. What is a well? A well is a well. Yeah, a well is a well. It has to be the spirit now given as an endowment of power. Not so. so it is one and the same. It is the spirit that gives life and power. And that come, came at Pentecost. And whoever shall drink of the water that I shall give him out of his belly that means in his life there shall flow out a river of life a river of life that flows out unto eternal life the rivers of water of life the other place he told the Samaritan woman you would ask of me of water so that you cannot thirst again. Because whoever drinks of the water from the, uh, the well that I shall give him cannot thirst again. In another place, in the same true language, he speaks of it as the river. In another place, he calls it the well. Amen. Now others say that the well, the river, means power. That's how others take it. That power. The power of joy. Power of healing. Power of miracles. Power in prayer. Power in speaking tongues. Power. Atewali and the other place, Omuga, the well, Omuga, the river, that it means eternal life. That he shall receive eternal life. Brother Branham no. says no. That this one that Jesus told the Samaritan woman, and the one that he told in the other place, those who are thirst come and drink. It was meaning of the Holy Ghost that he was going to give them. And he said, whoever shall drink of the water that shall give them, shall not thirst again. Out of him shall flow a river shall flow a river 
It means the same thing. Meaning, when we receive the Holy Ghost, it's the same who gives you eternal life. And he gives you dynamism. And he gives you power. He does two things. It's not that here you receive the Holy Ghost. And here you receive power to do miracles. It's the same Holy Spirit. After he fills you, he gives you eternal life. And when he fills you, he gives you power to work for God. You, you get filled with joy. You get filled with peace. Brother Bram Yagamba. Brother Bram said, One time he was walking and he found a fountain. Oh, a well. It had made some uh, pit or a hole uh, at the roadside. And it was bubbling all the time. Bubbling all the time. Najigamba. And he told the well, You well. Why are you bubbling all the time? Like a spiritual person. The word of God was unfolding in him. And he asked, Is it because we drink from you? And he said, If that well would speak, it would say, no, not because they drink from me. And it's not me who does it. But behind me, there is a pressure that pushes me. I cannot hold myself. And he said, it's the person who is filled with the Holy Ghost. All the time that person is filled with joy. He sings. Shouts. He has peace. Not because of anything, but because there is a pressure in that person that pushes him to eternal life. The power that Jesus told us that you shall receive power. That power gives us power. Gives us peace. And Jesus said, The peace that I give you. The peace I give not as the world giveth. Meaning our peace does not come from the world. Does not come from the money that you have. Does not come from how much people have. How many hate you. It does not come from your neighbors. It does not come from your husband. That because my husband loves me. Every day he brings me and I'll patch and we are all every day fresh, uh, frying meat at our place. The neighbors admire us because that one does not bring peace. That's not a peace that Jesus gives. Even if you don't have that love, even if you don't have that love, even if the whole world hates you, even if you don't have money in the pocket, the peace that Jesus is always bubbling because it comes from heaven. It has no beginning. It has no end. In you, there's always that pressure that comes from God. Oh,
That peace heavenly. is heavenly peace. The joy of God comes from heaven. The things of the world has no connection with the joy of God. Not because of money. Whether to have money or not to have it. Not to be persecuted or to be loved. Hallelujah. It's a, a godly thing. It doesn't top there. That power is what makes you to speak in tongues. It's that power that, that it causes you to give a prophecy. It's that power that manifests the gift. That power that heals the sicknesses. The rivers of life shall flow out of his, his belly and flows. Hallelujah. Mm. Do you remember the, uh, the river that is spoken of in Ezekiel? God tells Ezekiel to go and stand at the gate of Jerusalem. I think it was from the west. And he said there came out a river. A river that came out of the temple. And it flowed. And he said where it flowed from. God told him measure it. He measured it here. It was up to the ankles. And he went down there. He measured it. It was at the knees. He went more. He measured it. It was in the west. He went further more. He measured it. It was above his head. And you would not just walk in that river. But you would then just swim. Experience That's the experience of Bible God. From glory to glory. From power to power. Martin Luther was and when Martin Luther rose and came out of Catholicism, Protestantism started. That was our, a river of just a little water up to the ankles. John Wesley, when John Wesley came with sanctification, that was some water up to the knees. And the water When Pentecostalism rose up, having gifts of the Spirit, speaking in tongues, being filled with power, receiving the Spirit, it was water up to the west. But now where we are, it's a river. You just have to swim in it. And the Bible says that that river had characteristics. When it would flow and find any dead thing, it would get life. Hallelujah! Flowed and found a trunk of a tree. It will get its back and then blossom with leaves and whatever. It went out from it and find a deer that is dead and it had even started rotting. It would get its life back and it would stand again. It was a river of life. The power of God. And you also when you receive the Holy Spirit and that spirit abides in you. He brings joy. He brings joy. But the greatest of all if you come in contact with a dead rotten sinner he gets he becomes alive. 
If you lay hands on the sick, the sick will recover. It is a river of life. And you see the apostles on the day of Pentecost, when they received the Holy Ghost, that's what followed. They reached a time that if they wouldn't let an handkerchief on them, and that handkerchief is taken and be laid on a sick person, that sick person would get healed. When their shadows would touch the sick, they would get healed. When the sick person would lay on him, that sick person would get healed. That's what you need. That's the Holy Ghost. Revival. Revival. It's the people to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost works. Great things in our lives. Revival. That's the revival. Revival is not that now we are stirred up and no. Neda. Revival. Revival. Means the Holy Ghost coming down and fills the people, fills our lives. And He starts to do great works. Your revival. That's the revival. When you receive the Holy Ghost, then you receive the revival. When the Holy Ghost comes in our midst, that's the revival. That's the river of life. It flows out of us. Hallelujah! When it touches any dead thing, it gets life. Meaning that if we are to see God doing great things, we have to go to him and we drink. After we've drank, that river of life will flow. It will touch the sick. They shall be healed. Uh -huh. Oh. Yesterday, we are at a certain place with the brother Kameta. He gave a testimony of brother Branham. A man came uh, in meetings. He had no joy. He was, he was just like the ear was sick. The ear was sick. It was rotten of cancer. Brother Branham, when brother Branham came, he touched the ear. God bless you. And he told them, Nam come And they asked themselves, Tasabi. He has not prayed. After a few days, the cancer was dried up. The cancer had left. Actually, it fell off. The cancer was going to the brother Branham? And they asked him, Brother what Branham. Happened? You didn't even pray. And Brother Bram said, Jesus didn't say that those who shall be shall pray for the sick and the sick people shall be healed. But Jesus said, they shall touch the sick and the sick shall be healed. And listen to God, there is no great sickness that is cast with such an amount of power and the lesser sickness these people who see that there's a greater sickness that has come to the pope eh? and they pray God by God by God in Jesus this time they, uh, this time they speak the name of Jesus 
even want to burst. No, no. That's not how God does things. It's not by power. Not by might. By the Spirit of God. Whether it's a blind person, whether it's a person who is sick, it's the same power that heals those two people. Jesus said, they shall touch the sick and the sick shall be healed. It doesn't mean that we shall not pray. pray. We will also pray. But that is extra. Even unnecessary. Sometimes we do it just to raise people's faith. But a touch is enough. Yes, That's what Jesus told us. That they shall touch the sick and the sick shall be healed. Hallelujah. The sick shall be healed. Amen. That's what we need. Go to God and drink. Drink the spirit. The sick. That's what the sick need. Some of them would come in the prayer lines. Before they would even reach where Brother Branham is, they would find the presence of the angel there. Be cancer. Cancers would just drop off from them and they would fall down. They would play around their feet. Billy Pagamba. <coughs> Most of the times, Brother Branham would just push away those cancers with his legs. As people come, cancers fall off. Goiters. Uh, it will just ripen and drop off. It will fall down and start rolling around. Things will start falling off. Their shirts, their skirts, and everything falling down. Anything that is upon you when it, it breaks, it will just fall down. They would hip there. And he would push them up so that he can find a place to stand to pray for the next sick person. What does that? The power of God. What we need, church, is the power of God. That's why we have to pray. We have to pray. Prayer connects with Jesus. And when you come, when you connect with Jesus, when the power of Jesus is present, now you don't push people then. In Jesus' name. All the strength of the portion, you finish it on the person. And you press that person. I've seen people almost breaking their necks and they even try to put support behind. Now then, the power of all the potatoes is in work then, but not the power of God. For me, I don't even accept to put in my strength. No. For me, I even have to effort to fight with a demon for two hours. 
Go. Come again. Go. Ngambi again. I've said go. I don't see demons being cast out away like that in the Bible. Do you have that example? That Jesus told you that demons casting them away, they were so strong. For two hours, he was still casting them away. Even Paul. Do you see it anywhere? They brought a woman to Brother Branham. He was in a meeting. They brought a lady. It said uh, she had taken four or two months. She didn't even know her name. Not knowing her husband's name. Not knowing her children's name. They took that lady from an insane institution. They brought her tied up with ropes. And she was in a car. By the time they reached with her, she was bleeding all over. Things had cut her because she was fighting around in the car. Her eyes were all burnt. They took her to Brother Branham. And they told him in the basement there's a case. You've not seen a case like that. He went down in the basement. He found the lady. Laid down. In chains. In ropes. He tried to touch her. And he said, How are you lady? they told him don't go near that lady for him he didn't know what they were talking about the lady gripped the hands of brother Branham it was it was like glue brother Branham felt that almost every bone was being broken he pulled himself brother Branham had to place his leg upon her to pull himself out of the hands of that lady. And the lady followed Brother Branham. But she was moving uh, with her back like a snake. And she said, You William Branham, why have you come to trouble us? The husband was so amazed that she, knew, uh, she had taken many months without even knowing her name. And he pursued him on, on her back. And she hit a pulpit around there. The head started bleeding. She took hold of a chair that was there. And she threw it. And Brother Branham took off. The chair hit the wall. And the plaster fell off of the wall. Brother Branham And Brother said, Those demons have spoken my name. They recognize me. So they have to go. And he stood with the husband of the woman. And he prayed a very short prayer. And he said, take her back. 
They took her back unconscious. The following day, she was well. That, that was the end of it. That's what it means. We fought with the demons the whole day. One demon would leave. And then another one would leave. There were like 50 demons. Fine. Fine. If that's the way you have to fight with the demons. For me, I don't believe how to fight with the demons. I believe I have to cast them away with authority. And they leave. In a very short time. If they've not gone, then there is something wrong. It's not the power of shaking. If you see someone coming to pray for you, if you do see me coming to pray for you and you don't see me shaking you, or I've not used a very high, hard voice, and you think those things have not worked, you want my strength to do it. Woe <laughs> unto you. There are people who fight with demons. There's a lady, I told you about her one time. They were casting demons out of her. And they cast out demons. And they pull her hair, push her back and forth. Gamba! Go! Gamba! Speak! Niwa! Guani! Gamba! Speak! Kat aniak sabe mizimo kuogera. Now, who asked the demons to speak? Kakati we hiwajina ngamantin zen nyabinji. Now, what if they would tell me that I'm nyabinji? Nechijifulachi. Now, what does that make them? Whether they are bitega demons, whether they are nyabinji demons, whether they are rubare demons, a demon is a demon. There is no nyaranda demon and a muganda demon. The demon that you call rubare in Uganda, it's what the nyaranda person calls me. The white man also has its own name, demon. It's a demon. And the Bible says you shall cast out demons. Whatever name it has. Gaba! Speak. Norugankai. Where are you come from? Twelve aquatia. We are going to buy. And they bring a call of fire. Gaba! Speak. No Zagamba. You will speak. Oh Mukazia Lava. <laughs> and the lady said that her mouth was on risk. And she said, I come from Kabare. Hey, go get hey. it. They have spoken. <laughs> now that is fanaticism. <laughs> we don't see such things in the scripture. That's fanaticism. That's fanaticism. We need to drink that river of life. The river of life. When the apostles were filled with the Holy Ghost, 
approaching. Demons used to cry out when they would see them approaching. Demons used to cry out because they saw Jesus approaching. That's how it should be. What is it that caused this misunderstanding? The answer is experience. We have gone by experience and not by word. Away with experience as your measuring line. There is only one plumb line. Only one road. And that is the word. Now watch carefully and get this. Peter said, repent and be baptized. In the name of Jesus Christ, Christ and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Paul said, have you received the Holy Ghost This is the whole uh, problem this is the whole of our problem right here. People repent of their sins. They get baptized in water, but they don't go on and receive the Holy Ghost. You believe unto receiving the Holy Spirit. Do you, listen, do you hear our problem, brother? People believe and they repent, they are baptized, and they don't continue to receive the Holy Ghost. It is the problem that exists. Amen. Believing on Jesus is the step in the right direction which is toward the Holy Ghost. But the, same, the people stop there. They go as far as water and then stop. They believe and then stop. The Bible does not say that thou uh, Say that you receive when you believe. It says that you receive the Holy Ghost since you believe. The exact and literal translation is having previously believed. Receive the Holy Ghost. The people believe and then stop. You don't receive the Holy Ghost when you believe unto him, having repented. You go on and receive the Holy Ghost. Do you see it? That is what is wrong with our fundamentalists. They have no power for they stop short of Pentecost. They are like the children of Israel who came out of Egypt and stopped short of the promised land. Now those children of Israel left Egypt about two million, two million strong. They all journeyed together. All saw the same miracles of God. All partook of the same manner and water from the smitten rock and all followed the same cloud by the day and pillar of fire by night. But only two reached the promised land. Only two were true or real believers. That is correct. Because the word tells us that the rest died because of unbelief. And because of unbelief, they could not enter in. Hebrews 3.19 Then since that he saw, 
Then since that is so, and only two entered, then the rest were not true believers. What made the difference to stay with the word? When the hearts of the ten spies failed at Kadeshbania, Joshua and Caleb did not stagger for the for they believed. The word said, we are more than able to take the land. They knew they could because God had said, I've given you the land. After all, those Israelites saw of the power and goodness and deliverance of God did not enter into rest, which is a type of the Holy Ghost. So you, you can see right now that they, uh, that very few will ever believe all the way to receiving the Holy the Spirit of God. Very few. Doesn't that hurt you or pain you? To be that there is a type example describing that describes you and it places you with those who died in the wilderness. The people who came out to enter in the promised land but they died around in the middle. The Bible says they perished. Meaning, it was meaning the people who would hear the true gospel and they would come out of the world and they would follow it but they would get no enough zeal or determination to receive the Holy Ghost and they die around there and they perish and they get lost. But there are the two who continued and they received. Showing that there shall be a few for them they would not stop at believing. They would not stop at being baptized. After they will believe and they are baptized they have repented they would continue and they would struggle they would remain on their knees pressing on they would press on with faith and they would be filled with the Holy Ghost now if you get that the Bible then says grieve not the Holy Spirit of God that is that seals you until the day of your redemption. Do you see that bottle? Do you see what I've done? I've broken a seal. And I'm going to drink. Now listen. This seal, they don't put it on when there is still something that should be added in. But the owner of the company, after he filled that bottle, he put on the cover, the top, and he put on it a seal. And that seal will be broken by Gideon who will drink that water. He will drink it. Yeah, no, the, one, the one who will drink it is the one who is supposed no, to drink it. 
and the shop person who is selling that water is not accepted or allowed to break the sale. That's why even the hotel and all the restaurant person, if you go and say, I want a soda, he will bring a soda to you. He will come with an opener. Can I open for you? He has to ask for permission from you. And you say yes. Then he does it in your presence. And you drink. If you tell her to bring you up a soda. And he opens it from there before. Never drink that soda. Because that. He has taken away the trustworthiness of that person who manufactured it. The one who manufactured it. Sealed it very well. And everything that was in it was the right thing. But if it's uh, open before it reaches to you, it puts there a doubt. Whether there is nothing that has been added into it. It could be that there is poison that has been put to that soda. Never drink it. Anything. They seal it. And the one who is going to use it is the one who is supposed to break that seal. And God also after he saves you now he's still packing things in you. He has saved you. He has cleansed you. You are baptized in much water. He has filled prayer life in you. Carefulness. He's still working on you, packing you. Now he can't, he, reaches, he reaches a time and the situation that you're in is enough for you to reach to heaven. Then he fills you with the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost seals you. He seals you until your day of redemption. The day of redemption is the day we shall leave this earth and we meet Jesus. The Holy Ghost, by that time, He had already sealed you. Then, you are fully born again. You are a full child of God. You cannot be lost because God cannot take His child and send Him to hell. Hallelujah! You cannot be lost. That's eternally secured. When the hearts of the ten spies failed out because Joshua and Caleb did not stand up for the believe the word of God said, we are more than able to take the land. They knew they could because God said, I have given you the land. After all those Israel saw the power in goodness and deliverance of God, they did not enter into the race, which is a type of the Holy Ghost. So you can see right now every few that very few will, will ever believe all the way to the receiving of the Holy Spirit. All right.
we have hear this let me speak Ephesians 4.30 Ephesians 4.30 a person who is really filled with the Holy Ghost, there is no possibility, there is no way it can be possible, there is nothing that can happen, and that person goes to hell. It's impossible. Brother Branham and Joseph. I have my son there, Joseph. I'm very sure he's my son. The last bad thing that I can do to him is to disinherit him. But I cannot say that he's not my child. I cannot deny him of sonship. And even the DNA shall prove that his blood of my blood. Now, if you get filled with the Holy Ghost, the life of Jesus is in you. You are a child of God. And his life sits in you. Now, then he cannot deny you. Why? The life of God is in you. Now, if God would send you to hell, remember he sealed his life in you. If he does that, he has then sent his life to hell. He sealed you. The life of God is sealed in you. It was just not just put in you. But it was put in you and it was sealed in you. Now, if God cast you from heaven and send you to hell, the spirit of God would then have gone to hell. The spirit of God cannot go to hell. Hallelujah. Meaning, you cannot be lost. Like God cannot be lost. You cannot be lost. There is no possibility for you not to go to heaven. There is no possibility. Now you might ask yourself. Now supporting, supposing one becomes disobedient. Like you do produce a child and he becomes a crook. If that one will become disobedient. God wants that person. If he refuses. He will chastise him. When he refuses. He will take him out of the earth. But you cannot allow him to go to hell. You cannot be lost. You cannot perish. You cannot go to hell. Why? The scripture says the Holy Ghost sealed them until the day of your redemption. Oh, what a position. Of, of a believer. 
of can't get lost. Yeah, Sitana. The Bible says until the day of your redemption. Now, how did the devil break the seal? To put their destruction. To put their to be lost. It is no possible. Alright. We have come this far. Now, I want to go further. And when I do, I know I'm going to cause some emotions. To rise. But that is something I'm not responsible for. I'm responsible to God and His Word. And the people God has sent me to. I have to be faithful uh, in all He gives me to say. Okay. In John 6, 37, and says, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me shall no wise cast out. No matter, no man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. And I raise him up at the last day. John 1.12 says, But as many as received him, to them gave him gave, uh, power to become the sons of God, even to them that, are, that believe on his name, which we are born, not of blood, nor of, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Ephesians 1, 4-5, according as he has chosen us in him, for the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame, before him in love, having predestinated us, unto the adoption of the children by Jesus Christ, to himself, according to the good place of his will. Now, without getting too involved in the subject of sovereignty of God, for that would take a book in itself, let me point out here that according to these verses, Jesus Christ is choosing his own bride. Just the same as men choose their bride today. Ah, Ania Londa. Who chooses? Ania Kulonda. Who chose you? I thought it's you who chose him. Ania Nonya Mune. Who sought the other? I chose you. It's me who chose you. It's me who loved you. You who followed me. I no longer call you servants. But I call you my friends. It's me who chose you and I loved you. I call you princes. Who chose you? Who sought you? You only did one thing. Is to believe him. Uh, a pastor of Busoga was telling us in Busoga the axe is called Mpasa. Have I spoken in the wrong way? Eh? Mpasa. Ah, and it's called Mpasa. 
one lady came at the neighborhood she found there a man or a young man and, it, and, and she told her I don't know where she said <laughs> is that how they say I'm requesting help me with the axe <laughs> in other words and it was so how a lady would ask to be married she was asking for an axe now listen it's very funny to ask the boy be married to him I don't think are they here also huh are they here Chiri funny. It's very funny. Chiri strange. It's very strange. Chikule kule. It's a. Chimonko. It's an alien. Chimenkete. It's an alien. A deformed creature. Who does that? Chintuntu. It's a thing. Omwala. A monster. A girl. Sister. A sister. Suggestions, brother, to suggest to the brother for marriage. That's the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church that asked for Jesus to marry it. But the bride of Christ, yes, Jesus who seeks her. And he chooses her. And he calls her. Yampitane, he called me and I knew that it was his voice. It was his voice. God says in the Bible that I will have mercy on whom I'll have mercy. It's the man. He looks at very many girls. Africa, there are so many in Africa. Abanyarwanda, the Rwandese, the Abacholis, the Acholis, Abaganda, the Baganda, Abachikuyu, the Bachikuyu, Abakamba, the Bakamba, Nagamba. And he says, in this region, on whom should I have mercy? And he says, Sister so and so. That's the one that I have mercy on. For the lady, she's always just waiting. The one who would have mercy on her. A man does not wait. For him, he seeks the one he would have mercy on. And he says, It's you that I have mercy on. Come. Amina. Amen. Yeah, a lady that has no authority to go seeking for someone who would marry her. But it's the man who seeks. And he says, that's the one that I've chosen. You come. I've had mass on you. And I've had mass on you. I would choose the other one. I would choose the other one. But it's you that I have chosen. Isn't it, Sister Susan? Huh? 
Isn't it? Didn't I have mercy on you? <laughs> and all of you are here. That's how you are had mercy on. That's Jesus. It's not you who proposes to him. Many have clung unto him. They built schools, they built hospitals, they work day and night so that you can love them. But he refused them. But you, it's not you who chose him. You were not even seeking for him, but he came seeking for you and he called you and you answered and you followed him. There's a boy who told me, uh, some sisters who disturbed her one time. Sister Gundi, Sister Swanso, asked me was to, love, to marry her. Some of them are here, others are not here. Let me, let me not say that they are here and you think they are many. There is one here. Others are somewhere. Oh, and he said, Wow. And I said, In speckled bird, is there also a sister who can? Don't you repeat it again. Don't you repeat it again. Chimanya types. It breaks types. Because marriage, it's like Christ and the church. Christ is the man. He's the husband. It's not we who seek for him. We don't seek for him. He seeks after us. It's not we who first loved him. He's the one who first loved us. And he sold after us. It's not we who called us. He's the one who called us. He came from glory seeking for us. And he called us. And he drawn us in his grace. Hallelujah. Like the marriage of the flesh. That's how the spiritual marriage is also. The bride today does not simply decide she is going to take a certain man for her husband. No, sir. It is the groom who decides and chooses a certain woman for his bride. That's John 15, 16. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Isn't that so great? Isn't it so great? If it were you who followed him or who sought after him, and you chose him, after all, you can even say, I didn't even love you at the first place. But when you insisted, I also had mercy on you and I married you. But here it's different. 
You didn't even care for him before. You were not even seeking him. But he sought you. And he loved you. Before you loved him. You love him. Because he first loved you. That's why we sing the song that says. I love him. Because he first loved me. For you to choose him is because you, he first chose you. Now you can call upon him because he called upon you first. But it's not you who chose yourself. You can say, For me, I have a lot of weaknesses. I have habits. I'm not good. Listen. He knew that you had those habits. But still he chose you with those habits. Now why do you pity yourself? He chose you when he knew you very well. That you have that weakness. But still he chose you the same way. When he was seeing those weaknesses. Now he has something to do about those weaknesses. He's the one who will take those weaknesses out of Salvation is of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, according to the word of God, the Bible was chosen before the foundation of the world. The Bible bride. The bride was chosen before the foundation of the world. This choosing of the bride was purposing himself. Ephesians 1.9 And in Romans 9.11 It says that the purpose of God according to election might stand. You can't read it any other way. The heart purpose the eternal purpose of God was to take a bride of his own choosing. And that purpose was in himself. And being eternal was decreed before the foundation of the world. Listen. It's not Gideon who chose you. Even if it's, he is the one who preached to you. He's not the one who chose you. Gideon has preached to millions and millions. Almost every month I speak to millions of people. So, so I cannot call them. For me, I just speak out the word of God. No more him and with now his spirit. And his spirit directs that word to him whom he wants to save and he calls him out. It's God who calls. Hallelujah. So no man called you. God called you. And why did God call you? Because he knew you before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world. Now that, those sayings of yours that I am weak. Oh, 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 he knew those weaknesses before even the foundation of the world. It means he chose you with those weaknesses. Because he has something that he will do about those weaknesses. 
Those weaknesses will not fail the purpose of God. God has some medicine for that weaknesses. I wish it was an overnight today. Give me like three minutes. Watch carefully now. Wait a see this. this. Before there was ever a speck of stardust. Before God was God. God is a subject of adoration. And no one was there to worship him. So he was at that time only potentially God. Uh, I'll not finish it. Many times I don't want to go beyond nine. The eternal thoughts of God, let me ask you, are the thoughts of God eternal? Yes. If you can see this, you will see many things. God is unchangeable. In both is, is, is essence and behavior. We have studied that and proven that already. God is infinite in his abilities. So therefore, he as God must be omniscient. If he is omniscient, then he's, he's all, he's not learning. Nor is he Taking counsel. Even with himself. At any time adding. To knowledge. Oh my. We shall start there. God willing. In the overnight. Hallelujah. We are going to reach to a place. Where we see that choosing. That choosing strengthens you. It strengthens you from any storm that can come your way. And you know that you're anchored. What came first? Is it the fins that are on the fish or the water? It is the water. God would not create the fish with fins on it if there was no water. What came first? Is it the ground or the roots? The ground. God would not create the tree with roots if there was no ground what came first? The sinner or the savior? Hallelujah. It's the savior who came first. If you go to sin, the savior is already there. He's waiting for you so that he can cleanse you, so that he can help you. That's why the Bible says the Lamb of God was killed or slain before even the foundation of the world. Before you existed, the Lamb of God was already slain. By the time you went to sin, the blood to wash you is already there. 
Satan the devil cannot manage you. You are not of yesterday. He started long time. In the thoughts of God. Before the foundation of the world. Were placed. Hallelujah. You must get saved. You must be cleansed. You must be filled with the Holy Ghost. With eternal life. It was prepared for you before you existed. May God bless you. Hallelujah. I love him. I love him. Because if I love me, salvation Brother, when I got saved, 
Kavuka. People gave me time to backslide. They said, Kavuka go to Kumani. They say, You, we know you. You are Isaac. You will have uh, pleasures. You will not stand. One of them gave me one month. The one who gave me the greatest time gave me one year. God holding me. Storms come. They leave me standing. We used to sing a song. With a lot of feelings. That I shall never be moved. I'm like a plant that is planted by the water side. I'll not be moved. How will it be? That, what will it be? We used to mention even if they were women. Even if it be pleasures, even if it will be alcohol, it will never move me. That's true. The rock is holding on to me. I have ever been at Kazi and I saw a tree that was on the rock. Don't you play with a small tree that is on the rock. I try to pull it off. You would rather break it and tear it, but you cannot pull it out by the roots. What's holding it? It's not the tree that is holding it. It's the rock that is holding it. You also should not fear. People, you always worry. I don't know whether I will stand. I don't know whether I will farm. I don't know whether I will overcome. It's not you. It's the one who is holding you. You will never be moved. We are going to pray. I'm going to pray for you. Raise up your hand. If you have any need, you want to be remembered in prayer. Our Holy Father, we come before you. Me with your children. You are God. You are a rock. Our anchor is holding in you. Our Holy Father, I pray for them meet every need in their lives. The Holy Ghost that I'm feeling here at this hour, let him minister to them. Let him meet every need of their lives. Let him fight their battles. Let him provide for them. Let him open doors for them. Meet every need of their lives. If there is any sick person, is anyone who is tossed around by the storms let them be firm thank you Father I place them in your hands you more than able to provide for them and to meet their needs thank you Father bless the offering that we are going to give to you bless every giver give us good journeys to reach well in our homes 